Who are we? Nobodies. Speak for yourself. Okay. We're Canadian filmmakers with the dream of surviving financially on the backs of our films. Welcome to our show where we bring people along on our film journey. Maybe we can learn a thing or two. Maybe we can teach people a thing or two while drinking beers. I mean, if you can't drink beers while filmmaking, what's the point? We are Fable Forest Films, failing our way to success. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I mean, our show. First frames first. And action. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode nine of uh, First Frames First. My name is Adrian Constant, and this is the indomitable Jason, Jason Green. How's and, it going, uh, everyone? Yeah. So we this podcast is basically tracks our journey as we make our as we navigate our worlds through the through the filmmaking wilds, and um, this podcast is probably going to be a shorter one. Once again, a plan of action fell through, and um, happens. It happens, yeah. and so we're just going to drink beer. And we're going to hash some things out. What are we yeah. going to talk about today, Jason? I think we're, uh, we're, we're, we're talking about uh, uh, shooting a short film. Yes. Um, kind of knock the dust off a little bit, mm-hmm. right? We haven't, we haven't shot in a while, so that will be nice. Um, so we don't really want to talk about the short film. We don't really want to give anything away. Um, but maybe just talk a little bit about how it's going, what we're looking for. Um, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to... I'd love to share the casting process and such, but I don't know. I don't know if necessarily we want to give too much away. But um, we can do a little bit of Son of a Pitch. Yep. And uh, so the, the the name of the film that we're going to be, that you are going to be following us with is called The Couple. Right. That's the name that as it stands right now. We keep, la- we keep uh, making decisions and moving forward through the process. Um you know, uh, right or wrong, and then as we go, things will shift and change and, and hopefully get better and better, and yeah. uh, it's going to be great. And you know what? We can really just talk about... What we can talk about this episode is also just, like, the tone that we want to find with... Like, how crazy do we want to get? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, with the couple. Like, do we want to go into, like, a weird space where they, they are deranged and crazy? Do we want to go into a creepy space? You know, we can talk about exactly... You know what we want out of the movie. Yeah, and then uh, you've you've been disappointed recently uh, with another book. We're going to talk about that. A yeah, bit. I mean, I think as filmmakers, you have to consume a lot of art. Yes, right. Yes. You have to watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, I say movies. Other people say films. I don't. I don't watch films. <laughs> I, I watch I movies. Yeah. Um, but, but reading books, you got to read a lot. Reading books is good. It's yeah. good for your storytelling muscle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, you probably, you always see loads and loads of, of books and scripts and, and films around, laying around a, a filmmaker's house, I would say. Although, although uh, Mike loves everything online now. Even books? Even books. Oh, uh, he's he, converted yeah, all the he's, way. He's, he's got a Kindle. I Not a Kindle, maybe the he, other one. He might have a Kobo. I yeah. can't remember. But um, he, it's gonna go he that way. It's gonna go that way. Everything he gets, he's also got um, uh, Audible. Oh for, yeah. He he gets he paid for a subscription. Yeah, it's to Audible. fifteen bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you gets, get a you get a book a week. Like I, I don't know, but you it's get an so audiobook. cool. We get audiobooks from the library. 
on CD. <laughs> yeah. and because our car is old and takes CDs. So yeah. we're actually planning a trip. We're going down to uh, visit uh, family in Ottawa. So we have borrowed a Jack Reacher oh, novel. Cool. Uh, fun. audiobook for the whole way. So, fun, fun, yes, fun. It should be awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're going to maybe get into books a little bit. And uh, I think the camera shut off. Yeah, so that was totally a, dead. That was a battery thing. Yeah, total battery thing. So who knows where that was going to end up, but that's fine. Maybe are you charging another battery right now? Yes. So maybe by the time we do actually do son of a pitch, son of a pitch will be good. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Okay. Um, so let's let's talk about um, short film. Okay. Let's let's discuss a little bit. Yeah, so so this occurred to me. One of the things that we're trying to do is we're trying to build our audience. Yes. And you came to me and you said, how about the, casting this individual who has a bit of a following? Yeah. She might be interested. And I thought, I thought to myself, that's a really interesting strategy in that if you, if you say, for instance, you said, you, you were like, okay, we're going to do three really great short films. Mm-hmm. We're going to find really influential people and we're going to beg them for one day of their time. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is, it's easier to beg a person for one day of their time than to say, will you come on board for a whole movie? Mm-hmm. So you find this person who might have a little bit of influence and you say, would you please do a short film with us? Here's the script. I mean, obviously the script has to be good enough that they are, and your, your work has to be good enough that they come on board. Right. But if you do that consecutively with, you know, a few social media influences, yep. you might be in a good space. You might put you, you might put, you know, raise your own status. The idea is always to get people to see the other things that you're up to, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, come on board for one and continue on board if, if, if they like what you're up to. Yeah. Coincidentally, last week we, we dropped, uh, Filmmaker flashcards. We redropped. Yeah. With, we told you guys uh, two weeks ago that we we totally fucked up the Brian Singer uh, filmmaker flashcards. Our first attempt. We fixed it. Yep. It's uh, it's live on YouTube. It's live on on Facebook and on Instagram. And Instagram. So it, I mean, wait, wait, we got. What about the? Um, I don't think we put it on Twitter. We might have to. We might have to. Oh, uh, do an upload on Twitter. Yeah. So you could. You, yes, and it'll need its own independent Twitter video because we're not doing bad on Twitter. We're doing pretty good on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You've got mm-hmm. some serious Twitter fingers. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, so I, I like this. I like the. Yeah. So basically, filmmaker flashcards is a short, under two minute, mm-hmm. uh, biography of a director or an editor or a cinematographer or a producer. A film, you know, a filmmaker, mm-hmm. and it just runs through their film, their film journey and what they've done, and it gives you a little bit of a little tidbit about each film that we cover. So it'll be like X Men two thousand one, and then it'll give a little tidbit about the movie. It's warm here. Yeah. So um, yeah, and the thing about Instagram, Instagrams only takes an, a one minute video, and so cutting that so i think the full video came out to about just under two minutes mm-hmm. i think and uh cutting that down into one minute so that people could still read the text was whew, was tight Hectic. yeah it's pretty quick i mean did it people, remind you of people may have to pause the video to to read the text did it remind you of all the 60 second videos that we had to cut during the uh <laughs> accelerator challenge? yes absolutely yeah that's cool that was a that was a good training actually 
how to how to fit a lot of content into 60 seconds. Do you seconds. remember when we uh, we were planning on on was it a three minute video, a three minute trailer trailer? Yeah. And uh, and then they needed us to cut it down to a minute. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, man. You are cutting a lot of you're taking a lot of frames off the front and the back of each clip for sure. But what did like it do? Like a lot. You know what it did though? Man, it made it snappy. Oh, and the, and the beauty of it is that you, you see how much you can cut off mm -hmm. and how quickly people can perceive what you're trying to tell them. Right. I mean, for pacing, we probably, a minute 30 would have been great, would have been the perfect length for our trailer. It does make you think though. And, and I think that one of my main pet peeves is when people don't cut, cut. a little yeah. a little extra. When things don't quite start as into the scene as they should or things take whoops, sorry. Things take a little bit longer to get moving. Yeah. Um drives me a little little nuttos. I, I will say there is a uh, an adage that is come in late and out early. Right. So you come into the scene in the action. Right. And you leave early as soon as you can. You get out. For for people that are uh, one one of my biggest pet peeves is a, and and I'm sure you see it in a lot of indie stuff. And when you see it in a professional movie, uh, or what you hope would be professional, it should drive you insane. Is where a scene starts and the guy's standing still and then starts to walk. Oh my god. Yeah, man. It is he could... the worst. <laughs> you have to start. You have to cut in on the action. Does he even need to be walking? Unless he's stand like unless he unless he's standing there. He's looking around something. Whatever, is yeah. it part? Does it? Is it integral to the story that he was standing before he started walking? Right. Um, so, do you know what? Mm. Talking about things that you hate in movies. Yeah. One of the things that I've seen too much of. Okay. Is people being tied up in a chair and interrogated. Okay. I've seen it too much. Mm -hmm. It's overdone. It's crap. Tell me, it's bullshit. Tell me, I hate it. Okay, so you don't want just to, you don't want to. Do I I just don't want to. The only do you know what do you know what movie the was only different? Only Casino Royale. No, no, that was still the Come same. He on. swings the he swings the thing right into his nutsack. It's great. That was different. It, <laughs> but it's still the same thing. It's a guy beaten up, tied to a chair. Now I completely I, overdone. Like I just feel like, from my perspective, if we get into a situation, I'm gonna try. For us, mm -hmm. I'm going to try and think of another way to do it. Do you remember, and I almost even want to say it was another James Bond movie, but I might be misremembering. There was another one where he put the guy, he hung him upside down in one of those laundry tubs, and he was filling the laundry tub with water. Yeah. I want to say it was like a, uh, was it a Nazi movie? Damn it. Anyways. And then he dunks him in. Well, he's getting the information out, and the guy finally gives him the information, and then he just lets he the just water leaves. fill up the yeah, rest of the yeah, way. Yeah, I remember that. I've seen. I remember that scene. <clears throat> now, I mean, yeah, I just really. How are you going to extract information from a guy? That's Obviously, a, that's a really good question. But there are other ways to do it. Ripping people's fingernails off. No, it doesn't have to be like in a torture room. Oh, like take it somewhere else. Like get outside of the box. You need to pull this information out of somebody. They need to be in a situation. Mm -hmm. Don't tie them to a chair in a fucking dark room with a light shining in their face and punch them in the face when they don't talk. Force them to be in a hot costume at Chuck E. Cheese Boom. with screaming children. Boom. Yeah, it's, it's not as good. 
No, it, it, <laughs> it, would, it could be better. Maybe not the Chuck E. Cheese in a hot costume, but... That'd be rough. Another thing that I feel like we need to find another way of telling this piece of the story. Because yeah. the, the thing is that you're right. These are these are quick and easy ways to do it. But I just feel like there, could, there, there is possibly a smarter way to make it happen. And that's when someone's sick, sick and they cough into it. They cough into a handkerchief and we see the blood. That's your, that's your, you hate that one. We, uh, we, we wrote that one into quorum, the first draft. Of that's quorum. right. I feel like we should do it, just do it different because it's just too much. Like we've done it too many times. It's like, oh, it's, it just sets you right in line with every other movie that's done that. Mm-hmm. Not the first movies. The first movies that did it were genius. So I would like to tell a story about the first time I saw a particular thing that I thought was genius. Okay. Have you ever seen the movie um, Event Horizon? Yes. I love that A movie. long time ago. I love that movie. Charlie Sheen. No, Sam Neill. Balls. Sam Neill. It's, it's, it's like um, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a space yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the, uh, spoilers, the Event Horizon is a ship that went to hell through a portal and then it comes back and all the people are dead and stuff like that and... And uh, the ship is kind of alive, and and they they go through some craziness. It's amazing this movie. So coincidentally, there's a rumor that there is a version of Event Horizon that is so horrific that it will never see the light of day. <gasps> uh, oh, how badly does everyone want to watch that? I mean, I really do. Because, yeah, yeah. Um, but. Uh, so the the one thing that they they did in that movie, which I think has been copied a lot since then, and I'm not going to go on the record as saying they're the first people to ever do it, but um, they to me were the it was the first time I ever saw somebody talk about space travel, and do the um, the the Folded folding of paper. the piece of paper and the pencil poking through from one side to the yeah. other and then opening it back up and you're on the other side of a wormhole or whatever. Yeah, they were the first uh, first movie I ever saw. To explain space travel like that. Very cool. Anyways. So, I, we, we went off on a crazy tangent here. We were talking about short films. Okay. You, and your strategy. Yeah, so I just think that would be a really great strategy. Like, potentially, we should do three short films. They all need to be pretty cracker. They all need to be pretty good. And we, it for each film... We we try and find someone who mm-hmm. has some an influencer mm-hmm. to be involved in some way. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, the short film is good enough that they are willing to like give a day of their time, and maybe we pay for the one day, mm-hmm. you know. But um, I think it's it could be a really good strategy. So we the the first one that we were looking at, uh, we kind of wanted to shoot it in like a bed and breakfast. That's right. Like an old, yeah. an old style, uh, let's say like a Victorianish looking, yeah, room. Bit of a ghost story. A little bit of a ghost story. Um, very uh, subtle. Yeah. And, um, anyways, I just want to let you know. Like I found. So number one, uh, there's a great website called OMDC. I don't know if you've you've been on that, um, but it's 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 for Ontario, and I'm sure there's tons of them around. But it's really like. Number one, they have tons of other filmmaking resources, but they have a big database of places that you can, uh, you can as a location owner, mm-hmm. you can put your information in there, and as a location scout, 
you can go hunt around cities, you can look for different things, whatever, and find people that are willing to either rent out or, or provide you for free their, their spots. Provide um, you for free? Potentially. Depending. Ooh. And uh, in addition to, to that place, I, so I signed us up for that, uh, did some hunting around on there and found a couple good places. Cool. And in addition, I talked to uh, another good buddy of mine who has shot uh, pretty locally in another bed and breakfast. And so he gave me their contact information. They let them uh, do that as well. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm, I've got some, I've got some lines on some locations. Cool. How are you feeling about script writing that one? I have reached out to the uh, author's website okay uh, to ask about the rights yeah. and I did receive a response back and they sent me another they sent me a and they were like no no they were like they were like um, come on in Lex my good my good friend Lex is uh, bringing beer replenishments beers. the the camera's off buddy it's just say hello hello <laughs> thanks buddy <laughs> thanks Lex um. So, um, the rights, they have, they have pointed us in the right direction to ask the people who, who have the rights for this author's stuff. Interesting. Yes. Is it, is it a now, publishing we, house? No, it's, it is an agency, mm-hmm. um, cause she is a prolific author. Yes. Okay. So, um... I'm I'm interested to know about I'm interested to see what they say especially if we say hey we want to base the short film on it and we just want to throw it on YouTube and we don't want to make any money off it and this is just an art project and do you mind right because it should be interesting because we don't want to we don't want to pay top dollar for oh, the story no. do you know what I'll do I would just change the story by 20% or we can write something else yeah, well, it's like a, like something that's yeah. the same but different enough. Right, right. Like you just use it as inspiration, but you make it your own. Now, I had uh, another thought. But I would love to base it on the short story. For a short film yeah. uh, myself. Hit me. It's got to be good. We've got to draw in these influences. Are you interested... Kaka. Are you interested in shooting fan fiction at all? Edgy. Okay. Edgy, but hit me with the story. The title? Because I don't I, I don't want to put a person in a costume. I understand. And in fact, no one is in a costume. Unless you're thinking like... People are in costumes, but not a costume with a cape. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah. Because, do you know, like, fan fiction I find loses it as soon as they have to... Okay. You want me to give the whole thing right here? If you want. If you're feeling free and clear, you you go ahead. The Do title it. of this short film is Pennyworth. Oh, it's a be- it's a Bond, it's a Bond fan fiction. No, it's not. Oh, that's that's Miss Money. Penny. That's Money Penny. Balls. This is Batman fan fiction. Pennyworth. Who is Pennyworth? Alfred. Is his name Alfred Pennyworth? Yes. Oh, for fuck. So here's here's what happens. Do we need a mansion? Probably not. We don't. I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. This the story is essentially this. We are in, let's say, war torn. What can we do around here? Somalia. Cool. Okay. I mean, Alfred, we can't do that around here, but anyway. 
Okay, well, think of a place that we can do a war torn around here. Yeah, like we could go into Europe. We could go to Eastern Europe, like Ukraine, Bosnia. Okay. okay. Alfred is a... Ninja. Delta Force soldier of some sort. Oh, fuck. Okay. As we know, it's well documented, Bruce Wayne's dad is a doctor. Right? He's a medical doctor. Mm -hmm. And he becomes a huge conglomerate in Gotham, right? And has Bruce Enterprises, Wayne, Wayne Enterprises. Enterprises. And, um, but he starts off as a, he is still rich, but he's a philanthropist doctor in, uh, Bosnia or wherever, where there is a So he, thing he there's a humanitarian on. crisis and yes. he is being a doctor. He's being an, he's being a superhero in real life. Correct. Being a real life superhero. Correct. Yeah. His wife is there, and so is his baby, Bruce. Okay. Is he a mini Batman? No, he is not. Oh. He's a doctor. But what happens is, Alfred it goes to some, like, small town or small village, and there is a warlord there who has, like, killed everybody, and there's nothing that he can do. He arrives late, right, with his squad, basically. And so we go through a small, short film where he takes out this bad guy, essentially. And, like, just something small. It doesn't have to be, like, he doesn't have to win the war, <laughs> right? But he does something to, like, stop one bad man, okay? Yeah. And then what happens is he he kind of becomes the savior of Bruce Wayne's dad. Mm -hmm. And or Bruce Wayne's dad saves him in some way that kind of indentures him to to him yeah in some way they yeah, become yeah, yeah, they yeah, become yeah. like bonded men. so you explain why alfred is so he loves bruce right he because loves that's an bruce. interesting that is an in really interesting relationship right now what i would say is but one more thing okay hit Before. me with the last thing the last thing is because of what goes down here um and and it's driving me insane but one second here He's just writing the short film quickly. Yes, I am. Just hang tight. One, two, three, four, five. Right. Thomas Wayne. Jesus. I couldn't remember Bruce Wayne's dad's name. So Thomas Wayne, because he becomes like best buddies with Alfred, he's like, come home with me. There's a problem in Gotham. And we are going to take on Gotham together. Mm -hmm. Right? And so like Alfred becomes his man. And then when... When when Thomas dies, he takes care of Bruce. But, he be, but now, but he, but Alfred is a badass. That is the point of this whole thing. And that's cool. But Alfred needs to be like. Why does he become a butler? Why does he become a servant? Good question. Yeah, we're like, gonna get into that. Yeah, like like why would he? Why would he be the right hand man mm -hmm. who's like, yeah, I'm gonna be in the office down the hall mm -hmm. from Bruce Wayne because this is the this is the situation you've built. Mm -hmm. Is that, come on, Alfred, let's go back to yeah, Gotham yeah. where you're going to have an office down the hall and we're going to take on this place together. Mm -hmm. Except then he ends up as the servant, essentially. So the other the other thought that I had at one point was that... Unless he's a professional butler. So I actually did kind of have that thought as well. But in this this version was a little bit longer. And in my mind, anyways. And what had happened was this warlord had actually taken these Delta Force guys hostage. Mm -hmm. And put him essentially into slavery for a while and then he kind of breaks out but he's always got this like he's still a badass but he's kind of like subservient a bit 
Yeah. Okay. No, Anyways, I, I, I don't know. Look, but now I want you to listen with your producer ears. Yes. Okay. A crack team of Delta Force guys mm-hmm. creeps into an abandoned village mm-hmm. and defeats the warlord. Right. Okay. That's what happens in the short film. Did you hear that with your producer ears? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I think I think So first I of think... all we need a crack Delta Force team all dressed up, all geared up with guns and okay. We can we can artificially do the shooting. Mm-hmm. Like we can on visual effects we can do the shooting. Mm-hmm. Um because we're not gonna fire live blanks. Then we need a village. We need a warlord. There's a firefight. We can get a warlord. <laughs> it's yes. just a big it's a big short film yes it is. like and what I, I laughed because you were like at some stage you were like it's just a little short film i can't remember what you said but you're <laughs> like and then yes. you were like it's a firefighter so anyway like, but the, I, I like maybe what we I, do is we i really it, like we don't down a smidge i really like that relationship like the relationship that bruce had wayne and alfred has is a very unique relationship and i do think that should be explored mm-hmm and you know what? The history with Bruce Wayne's father, that can definitely be explored um, for us in a short film series. Like if we were going to pull up, pull up, pull out the stops to do a short film and a firefight. Maybe we don't even need a firefight. But anyways. Not. I, uh, maybe not. Maybe we just... Anyways, uh, that was... The, the thing that I cool. had in mind was, was uh, that at one point, Alfred irons the newspaper. Because that's an awesome butler thing for people to do. Apparently, it's one of the things you learn in butler school. So I'm told. And ironing a newspaper mm-hmm. so that it's not creased, it's straight. And and so that the ink doesn't get on the guy's oh hands. Oh my god, where have we come from? I don't know. Hey. But I wish I had a butler. That's all I'm saying. The, just the hierarchy, the the you know the social standings. It's crazy. Yeah. I can't imagine there these are, days. There are butler schools. Yeah, and do you know what? There would still be butlers today mm-hmm. with, for the mega wealthy. Oh, yeah, but they call them like executive assistants. Pepper pots yeah, for, yeah. for Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. For you think she Stark. irons his newspaper? <laughs> she has people to iron his newspaper. Yeah, fuck. Well, to be I mean, frank, he's... to be honest with you, Tony Stark doesn't read the newspaper. <laughs> no, he doesn't. That's so old school. <laughs> right? it's like completely, he gets, he gets completely a, he, what's, ironic. What's his buddy's name? Not Alfred. Uh... Um, the, he, the fucking oh robot God. dude. Um... He doesn't. What does he call him? You know what? For uh, alleged no. filmmakers, yeah, we like don't know shit. Geeky people. Yeah. Oh god. So, anyways, I, that was it. That was it. Just, yeah. just a a pennyworth Alfred short film. Okay. Very cool. I think that we may need like fan fiction is good for YouTube audience. Mm-hmm. I think in order to snag an influencer. It may need to be dramatically kick-ass. Do you know what I mean? It might need to be like a real, like a short film that is like, we're going to enter this into festival. We could enter this into a festival. I don't know if you can enter fan fiction into festivals. That's what I'm saying. Oh, sorry, yeah. I'm saying fan fiction is, fan fiction is, it's it's a very particular... It's a very particular avenue we're taking that's like a YouTube audience, mm-hmm. which is not necessarily bad. I mean, we are looking to grow our YouTube audience for sure. Do you remember I had at one point shown you a couple other like Batman's uh, fan fictions yeah, at one yeah, point? Yeah. The one where Batman fights like the Predator. And, awesome. Uh, I think it was so called cool. Dead End. And then my favorite was the, the Dick Grayson like fake trailer. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was so old. 
but uh, so much fun to watch. And I remember back in the day just being like crossing all of my appendages, hoping that Grayson was going to become a movie of its own, even though it was just a fake trailer. So cool. Um, yeah, so I think, I think what we should Jarvis. maybe do... Jarvis. Brutal. So I think what we should do is we should maybe... Uh, because uh, truth be told, we are moving towards having a, a script that's ready to go. Yeah. These are just... But we are slugging. Yeah. It's not, it's not flowing like wine here. Mm-hmm. It's not coming forth easily. Like the script, the, a ready script that's ready to rock is not... In our laps right now. Yeah, exactly. And we would like to be shooting. Yep. Like it actually makes me physically angry. Yes. That we are not shooting. It really does. I get, I sit down and when I think about it, it makes me mad mm-hmm. that we're not doing mm-hmm. enough. Well, the good thing is, is that we go out and we shoot A, short films or B, practice pieces. Um, you know, even, even if there's things that we want to do in the features that we are working towards that we want to practice and goof around with. That's right. We should be thinking about things like that. Right? Do you know what? And we could. We could shoot a short film that is inspired by what's going to happen in Quorum. Mm-hmm. So we know we're going to have a bunch of people in a room talking. Right. So we make we shoot a short film that... And maybe we draw it straight out of the script. Mm-hmm. Just a scene. Yeah, just a scene, but it has a beginning, middle, and end. It, yeah. it stands alone. Mm-hmm. And maybe the scene has to change in the actual final script. But it is a standalone story. It's, That's really. It's the I, do scene, you know what? I really like that it's idea. It's the scene where they sit around drinking beers and talking about who has more sexual stamina, Wolverine or Superman. Is that the scene we're doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I like but that. I, re- I really like. Could. I really like that idea. That's really good because it's ov- obviously Wolverine. <laughs> obviously. He regenerates. So I mean. There's, so, no, there's no question. Once the chafe sets in, he just gets better. That's right. He's ready to rock. Um, cool. So, and you want to talk about, so is that, um, I like that strategy for sure. Yeah. Do you want to talk about anything more or move on? No, we can, yeah, let's move on. Okay. I think, I think we should, we should keep that strategy kind of front of mind. Mm-hmm. I'll keep reaching out because I think the ghost story film is going to be, you know, this, this is the one we should do. Mm-hmm. Um, no yeah. point. No point in script writing until you've got the uh, the permission. Yeah, because to be honest, if I follow the if I follow the story, the story is short. Yes. If they say yes, I mean, I know it's not e- not always easy to adapt mm-hmm. a, a story into a script, but I feel like majority of the work's been done. I just have to cut away the stuff that is not mm-hmm. necessary, mm-hmm. and I might eat my words. You know, I've never adapted anything, so I don't know. It will be a very cool process to attempt. Yeah, yeah, it'll be awesome. But we'll see what they say regarding the rights. I actually, I actually love the idea of shooting something that is someone else's. Yes, someone else's piece of work. Yeah, you come at it with a different perspective because mm-hmm. I have never shot anything that is not that has not come out of my head. Mm-hmm. You know, and you have you do have a a very like a, a more objective perspective with what you want to do and where you want to take things because hmm. you don't latch onto things that you love that might be garbage yeah so speaking of garbage yeah dean coons now we so love dean. i love dean coons so here's here's what, here's I, so what I, happened with I, dean coons yeah one day i was telling you how much i love dean coons i gave you one of his books that you coincidentally loved yeah 
the Frankenstein book. Yes. Then you were like, you know what? I really like Dean Koontz. Dean Koontz is the man. I'm going to start looking at some of his other books. How how successful have you been? Not so successful. It's just... I, and I, and people will have to listen to the other to the first podcast. I think is where we t- spoke is about Dean Koontz. Okay, first or second, but anyway, I just that was a book called The City that started off in such a great place and then just kind of spiraled out of control and just it lost. I don't know, it lost momentum. Mm-hmm. And then I read a book recently that my wife bought just from from a pharmacy mm-hmm. called by Dean Koontz called Ashley Bell. I don't know, man. I don't know. It was just like... It was this... I got... It was sort of the feeling where... It was all... uh, Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert big time. It was just kind of a feeling that... It was like... It was all a dream. And I get what he was trying to do. But I think it would have been better as a short story. Like it didn't need to be a full length book. It kind of felt like... And this is what I think happens to filmmakers as well. Like and I think this happened to M Night Shyamalan, because what happens is people reach a certain level where they don't need to write and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite and rewrite because their brand is so established that when they put a book out there, they will get X number of sales. So that they kind of stop worrying, and the people around them, in part of their organization, they kind of stop worrying about how you know whether a book kind of if as long as the book is kind of adequate or if as long as the movie's kind of there or is it like with M. Night Shyamalan, as long as the script is kind of there, then it's like they, they let it go through, you know? Whereas with other people that didn't have that brand recognition, they might not let that go through. Right. Like people should have put a stop to the last Transformers fight. Was it garbage? It's got like eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. What it's the terrible. fuck? I didn't even know things could go that low. Everybody's mad. Oh wow. Well, l- let me just put like like M Night Shyamalan is awesome. I love what he makes. But like people should have like the people around him needed to stop the last airbender and be like you need to write this again. Like this needs to be reworked. And this is the thing because the thing is you get to a certain level and you you feel like you like write a book, maybe you write it twice. Mm-hmm. And you're like this is good. You send it off, people are like Oh yeah, this is good. You're Dean Koontz. We'll put this through. Where when it's it's not actually good, mm-hmm. right? Because people are willing to say yes because you have established yourself already. But it doesn't mean that everything you write is going to be amazing. It means that sometimes you're going to write garbage books. I just happen to have read some of the garbage that this Ashley Bell I think is a piece of garbage. Okay, so here's what I'm going to do for you. First of all, I don't even own my two favorite Dean Koontz books of all time that's so weird which is weird but what are they the bad place oh and lightning those are my two favorite in fact i actually have a bunch of books over there i might have just bought it but anyways i gotta i gotta go on the hunt the bad place get out yeah you did buy it fucking a is lightning over there uh the funnel the fun house no grab the bad place but i'm gonna give you three okay i'm gonna give you three these books are all excellent. The Bad Place is amazing. Seize the Night is amazing. Okay. And Intensity is amazing. Awesome. Turn me turn me back on to this guy. He, he's great. Here's the thing. The thing is, he's a great writer. Yeah. It's not the writing. It's, it's, it's that someone should have said no. Yeah, it's the okay. story. It's like, it's, it's the, the overarching story 
it's like I, th- I feel like he needed a sh- he needs a, a doorstop sometimes mm, mm-hmm. to be like hang on a second this is a bit stupid right i don't know if he has someone who says that to him like maybe he does maybe but he's written so many books that maybe he doesn't maybe it's okay one for me one for free ah right maybe yeah, yeah, one yeah. pays the bills and that's not the one that's great yeah. I don't want to slag Dean Koontz because that guy's got such a library. Oh, it's amazing. That, and and his stuff is so cool. The Lightning is is a time travel what story. An imagi- what an imagination. Oh. Like, it never ends. Yeah. Like, imagine... Like, he just fucking... Just, like, the number of stories that come out of his head. Yeah. Are phenomenal. So, so the, the, let me give you the general premise. Yeah. The Bad Place, a guy wakes up in his closet with blood on his hands. I mean, amazing. Film noir. Right? Sees the night. Yeah. A bunch of children start to go missing in a town. And there's a guy who, because of a skin disorder, he can't go out during the daylight. So he's, he kind of becomes, I don't want to give it away, but, well, he's essentially becomes kind of the hero of the town, but he's like an albino and... weirdo yeah. dude, which is amazing. And intensity is told right from the beginning, told in two parts, sort of. Right from the beginning, you get in the mind of a crazy serial killer. Boom. Who, like, kills a bunch of gas station attendants right in the very beginning of the book and, like, eats a spider and goes on about his killing rampage. And then from okay. the, and, and then the uh, told from the um, perspective of one of the girls that he kind of captures and stuff. So it's, I it's like pretty it. sweet. Awesome. Okay, cool. Let me read. Let me read. I'll carry on plowing through Dean Koontz here. I did lie. Transformers much better than the 8% on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought it was 50 something. 16%. <laughs> wow. Yeah, audience score 54%. Oh, that's so what I the scene. Yeah. And when you get an audience score 54%, that's not great. You're blowing chunks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got explosions and robots. So, yeah, anyways, the, the thing is the so I do think that the studios are trapped. They like they're only they're a one-trick pony, man. Mm. It's hard. Now, we haven't been, but are you willing to go to the theater? Yeah. We have to go, because I brought it up, we have to go see Baby Driver because it's going to be out. Oh, yeah. So, incidentally, I just looked up, like, Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. I just looked up and I kind of cried a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because I I was like, I look as I was looking him up. I was like, "Oh man, he's ten years older than me, and look what he had done by the time he was my age." You know what I mean? I he mean, had like conquered the world by the time he was Alexander my age. the Great. Uh, did conquer the world by the time he was thirty-three years old. It just and this is this 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 is what hurts with the the us moving forward thing mm-hmm. is I know that we're on a kind of a lifetime journey. Yeah, yeah, you know. But do you want to have a lifetime that begins? Yeah. At 26. 28. How old are you? Yeah. I assume 23. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 34. Oh, all right. Well, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Just to be. Anyway, so I'd just like to, I'd just like to get going because I, like it, anyway, it's just frustrating. It's really frustrating to want to, to want to be, yeah. I just want to shoot. I just want to shoot, man. You can't get frustrated. 
I mean, yes, you can. Of course yeah, you can. Because, but, but at the same time, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And I feel, I don't feel like we're moving backwards. Like we've made, we've we started the podcast, we've started our social, we've you know we've climbed into this world of like expanding our social horizons, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. big time. But with all the work that we're doing there, we're not making the next shooting thing. movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like a- when I sit down and I spend an hour on filmmaker flashcards, or two hours, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm like. I could have been writing. Mm-hmm. And it's a serious thing to consider. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I will say that all the pieces of the puzzle are important in my mind. But who knows? Are. I might be crazy. I think, I think, because the thing is, is we're, we're still in the independent uh, phase, right? We're still at the point where the movies that we make, we need to, I mean, they need to be great. We need to hit a Netflix. We need to hit something big. But we're also... A big portion of what we're doing is playing to our crowd. Right? We're trying to find our crowd. This is my point. Yeah. Right? I think that everything that we do builds the crowd, builds the momentum, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But anyways. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Son of a pitch. Son of a pitch. Son of a pitch. I, I mean, do you want to put the yeah. battery back in the camera? Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'm running upstairs. Are you going to stop the video? Are you going to stop the audio? Or are you no, I'll just let the audio roll. You should talk. You should talk. so lucky i was upstairs and i saw a bag of chips and i was like oh bag of chips down here would be great and then i went no no probably not yeah number one oh yeah it's a podcast it's audio number two adrian's kind of fat these days i am it's not good i am i need to lose i need to lose i think i think 15 to 20 poundage so that you're you can stop breaking your ankle when you play frisbee yeah Speaking of frisbee, if we're going to continue podcasting after your frisbee, you need to start cha- wearing wearing different clothes. shirts. I'm just saying that you're always in a pink shirt, <laughs> and it offends your eyeballs a little bit. Okay, son of a pitch, son of a pitch. All right, guys. So is the we, camera rolling? Yeah, the oh, camera's good. rolling. So we are climbing into um, the couple. Right. So this is the movie that we're going to move forward with. This will be the third installment of Son of a Pitch yeah. YouTube video. That's right. Um, sometimes we're going to do a recap. Sometimes we're just going to play a little bit and, and see what happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, we kind of started off uh, episode nine of First Frames First, our podcast, um, explaining that we've chosen the title for now. It's going to be, if you were watching last time when we kind of got into the names and all that kind of stuff... We're going to choose uh, the name The Couple. It's a little ominous. Yeah, it's a cool. A little, little creepy. Yeah, I like it. I really like it, actually. When you said it, it just it zinged. Yeah. Okay. So I will also say that what happened was I, I was watching last week's last week's Son of a Pitch. You should probably toss some of these beers. This is really looking like rockaholics. The truth 
<laughs> the truth hurts. Does it? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It tastes really good. Oh, this uh, this week's episode brought to you by Rolling, Rolling Rock. Rock. Now, have we not drank Rolling Rock before? I couldn't remember. I walked around yeah. and I wasn't sure how. I think you need to keep a list. Oh, for fuck! Of the beers that we've drank on the show, okay, so that we okay, can. So I will say that when you read the treatment, my treatment, I was, I was, you were terrible. You were terrible. I, I accept that. Like, accept that. I had already been drinking for some time. By the time, the problem is, is that the son of a pitch segments of our show usually come towards the end. They're kind of at the end, right? Yeah. I had already been drinking, and you're right. When I was reading the treatment. Look, I'm see, I'm smiling, right? I'm I'm two, I'm a, I'm a beer and a half in, tall boys, uh, so I'm smiling. Yeah, is basically what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm smiling when I'm reading this treatment, which should be a serious, well, and ominous, not sort of a thing. Not only serious, but I think when you're reading the treatment, at yes. any point, right. we're drawing people into our story. Yes. So it's important for us to, and it wasn't even like the fact that you were smiling. It was the fact that we told a piece of the story and stopped and spoke about something else. Um, you need to like, we need to like tell it like it is a movie, right? You know, and draw people in. Like when the guy, when the guy comes in the house and then the father runs and stabs him in the neck and then the uh, mother comes in and drags the body. That's not, that's not what people are feeling. That's not like, you got to understand, like when I'm thinking about that, I'm excited about that. I'm mm -hmm. like, the guy breaks through the door. Mm -hmm. He like charges up the stairs. The guy grabs a knife and lunges at him. And that's what I'm talking about. So, so what I'm saying is next time we need to like tell the story. So next time. The person who is the most excited about the thing has to be the teller, right? Because yes, if if I were to like when I had written the or when I had started to come up with the Vinny's rug thing, you would not have delivered it with the same gusto gusto yeah as I was trying to put across, right? Yeah, but you are absolutely right because we because I do divert from time to time. Uh, <laughs> From time to time, I yeah. break away from what we are talking about. Yeah, <laughs> and talk about other things. So, um, so that happened. So yeah, no, you're right. Now, it's happening. This is my wifey. Yeah. Well, I mean, you should take that. Hey, sweetheart. Hi. Not right now, but I I can't be. What's wrong? <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> Jason's laughing. He could hear you through the phone. <laughs> is it a moth? This is a real emergency. In the hallway? There's a bug. <laughs> you take a photo, you send it to me. It might jump. It's probably venomous. <laughs> Heather, are, are you still on? Is yeah. she on? Heather, did Adrian tell you I got bit by a spider? No. I, I put my... 
I put my foot like in between my mattress and my bed and I was like, ow, what, what the heck is that? Five in the morning, I was jumping out of bed. I had gotten bit by a spider. It hurt so bad and so weird, like so much different than a bee sting. That's terrible. It was terrible. So, so the only sleep. bed that's ever had spiders in it though. Honestly, I wanted to burn the whole house down. <laughs> I used to, honestly, I, whenever I saw spiders in the past, I was like, I'm not afraid of spiders. Oh, I'll just cup them and put them outside. Or I sometimes I see a spider in the house, I just leave it because I don't really care. Yeah. But after I got bit by a spider, they all had to die. Oh, really? Oh, man. Okay, you need to look at this picture. Okay. Because I'm not going to get close to the thing that's going towards Hayden's room. <laughs> okay. Is it a spider? What is it? No! I don't fucking know. Look at the fucking picture. Did you message it to me? Yes. Okay, everybody on the podcast, this is my wife, Heather. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's a moth. That's a... It's not. It's a moth, Heather. It's that moth would... Heather, the moth, moth. Was, the moth was in the bathroom earlier today. I just left it alone. It is a moth. It's a big brown moth. It's not a moth. It is. It was in the house earlier. It was in the house yesterday. Adrian, it's not a moth. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Say that again. <laughs> I see people. Is it... What is it? Is it a moth? I fucking hate you. You left that thing in the house. You're a fucking dickwad, man. Fuck. Oh, Fuck, and now it's going to get her daughter. Why, why, wait, why didn't you kill it when it when you, it was in the house yesterday? Because it's just a moth. Yeah, it's... welcome to my fucking life. Exactly. <laughs> you really need to be a, like a better husband, father, man. It is a moth. It is a brown... It's basically a sponge with wings. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, just get it, get it closer. It, it might bite me in the belly. You don't... <laughs> <laughs> oh, just take a, a closer photo, Heather. It is just a moth. No, it's not. It's crawling. It's not flying. That's because it doesn't it have is, wings. It doesn't it have wings. It also has legs to crawl. Oh. <sighs> to get the laundry out <laughs> this is officially the best episode ever <laughs> oh, Heather God. just take a closer photo of it if it's just a moth I'm going to hang up on you okay fine goodbye no. <laughs> what else are you going to do just take a photo take a closer you. photo of it stop being such a baby it is not a tarantula. I'm not getting close enough to it to take a photo. Heather. It's better than that. I refuse. Heather, it's just a moth. Just take a photo so I know it's not a tarantula. <sighs> I'm pretty sure it's a moth. I saw it yesterday. Yesterday? You said today. No, it was yesterday. When Hayden was having a bath. It was a big brown thing. Okay. Bye. Bye, love. So, for the record, don't cut any of that out because that was the no, bomb, was especially the when she we called should, you like a fucker. We <laughs> should cut that. We should cut that piece and put it just separately. It's not a moth. <laughs>
Just please. She, now she should never watch this show. Oh, good. I hope you're getting another phone call. Yeah. Oh, God. That was good stuff. You First of all, you need to immediately send me a picture of that bug so we can Instagram it. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. I mean, it's it's the moth. I know it's the moth. Where were we? So rudely interrupted. Yeah. Um, are you on WhatsApp? No. Balls. No, we were talking about we were talking about Son of a Pitch and my terrible reading. That's of the, right. Of the beat sheet. Okay. So in this episode of Son of a Pitch, first that's probably off by now, but first we're talking completely about a moth at Adrian's house that is a danger to his children <laughs> and my wife and probably his marriage. Yeah, my marriage is on the rocks because of a giant brown moth. Um, But um, what I would like to discuss in this, I'd just like to talk about the tone that we want to achieve, how crazy we want to take people, uh, because I I just want to talk about the crazy that that I have in the treatment Yeah, and whether that's the right crazy. Do we want to go there? So So that's what I'd like to talk about. Do you want my opinion? Yes, but I'd like to get into it deeper with the podcast. Yeah. I'd like to say thank you very much to the I mean, video viewers. I hope everyone has enjoyed this episode of Son of a Pitch, which had nothing whatsoever to do with, you know, our filmmaking process. But as you can see, uh, art imitates life and whatnot. The moth will get you. Dream big. Work hard. <laughs> that was amazing. That was amazing. I know, that was cool. Every uh, once in a while, life just gives you like a little present. A little pick-me-up. Yeah. <sighs> are you... It's good to laugh. Do you know what? She, she, As I picked up the phone, Heather was like, are you... Is there a chance that you're driving home right now? <laughs> What's wrong? So there I was like, I was like, every bug. once in a while, every once in a while, Adrian needs to boot his ass home. Because here's the thing, he's got babies. Yeah. He's got a baby. And he's got another baby on the way. On the way, I'm things are happening. Super excited. So, if he's got to go, he's got to go. So I was like, just tell her we'll be like five, ten minutes. I'm motioning. Yeah. Uh, for those of you who are watching the video, and, and <laughs> it's a moth. It is. It was a moth. Because it's, it's a bug. So we just started laughing. We just laughed and laughed. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, you guys were listening. Yeah. You heard how that all went down. Okay. Okay. So, um. With couples, the couple, the couple. Come on, yeah. Sorry, with the couple, one of the things that we, the, one of the things that we're dealing with is the, um, the fact that people who can't have kids, the struggles that people who can't have kids are going through. Now we take it into a really, really crazy place. That's kind of the kernel of truth of social truth that we're starting at. And we take it into a really crazy place where we have this really demented couple mm-hmm. who have done everything they can to get the family that they want. And one of the things that they do is at some stage, somebody gets killed. Yeah. In the treatment, they become this family that then drags the body downstairs and extracts semen out of the dead man. And they're going to use it to impregnate the wife. And, you know, they're that crazy. Mm-hmm. So that's in the treatment. Now, is that the crazy we want? 
Like what? What are some other? What, what are some other? When things unravel completely, mm-hmm. when they are like so in in Get Out, yeah. When they are like, we hypnotize people and then we transplant the mind into another body. Mm-hmm. That is the crazy Spoilers. The, spoiler, big time spoiler. That is the crazy in that movie, right? What do I we want say, the crazy to be in our movie? I would say, my I think my gut opinion is that. I would be okay if we don't extract the semen from the dead guy. I know. I think it's a bit. It's a bit OTT. It's a bit over the top. I would say that killing the guy, and then forcing the husband to have sex with the crazy wife, yeah, is a little sexy crazy. Yes. So that's a little bit more in a fun crazy wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, now, and you wouldn't do both. You see, you that's would the thing. not do both. You wouldn't be like, I'm extracting semen, now fuck my wife. Right. Because you've got the semen, so why would you? Yes. You know. I brought my guitar out. You keep banging into my guitar. It's it's just because my ankle's uncomfortable because it's swelling. I'm I'm I haven't played my guitar in a long time. And so I, I brought it out and I need to find my little instruction sheet so I can remember. I'm learning. Yeah. I was learning before I put it away for like Four months, because you started with YouTube videos. Probably don't be stupid. Oh no no no! I didn't. You I went, went to I lessons. lessons. Yeah 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 yeah. If you go to lessons, you will learn m- much faster than YouTube videos. Everybody's like, I'll just learn on YouTube. No, but you you need that weekly scheduled yeah. time that you are forced because you're gonna pay and you. I went every two weeks. It was yeah, great. It's good. And and I do and I think I can remember the lessons if I could find my lesson sheets because I could pick it back up, mm-hmm. um, and then go again. But. Uh, Anyways, part of my problem, honestly, was that the guitar was in the closet. That's not good. Yes, it has to be out where you can just pick it up. Yeah, so I did the other day and I had fun, but I couldn't remember how to play. So, that, the fact that he's going to force the father to bang the wife, the fact that he's going to force the friend... To bang the wife in order to impregnate her mm-hmm. is just one thing. Yes. You know what I mean? It's almost like we we, we are going to have to expand on this, this the couple. Yes. We are going to have to build them into a more of a crazy sort of... What are they? Like, what are they trying to accomplish? Right. So they, they essentially... Now, the man... It cannot have children in the cup in the crazy couple's relationship, yes. right? So, so essentially, what what we're always trying to do is impregnate the wife. Yes, and at one point they steal a baby. Yeah. So, like, not for nothing. Like we're talking about things right now. Mm-hmm. But if you really wanted to, a wife could probably. Get herself impregnated. Yes, she could. Without stealing Without a baby. Without stealing a baby. So what has changed? What changed to make them go from wanting to get the wife knocked up to baby stealing? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I like that. Like, we don't even get into why they stole the baby or how they did it, right? We start the movie off with stolen baby. Right? They stole so baby. was it a was it a crime of opportunity? Right? Potentially, yeah. like they've been trying to, you know, Buddy Bugalog is is tired of his wife 
his wife loves to have sex with other men. Okay, now here's here's the thing. Uh, what can what could be a potential is that people do change their minds. Mm-hmm. So, in the beginning, he might have been like, "I can't have you have another baby because then the baby would be yours but not mine," and that you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They could have come from this place of they could have come from this place of understanding and sanity, and this is their descent into madness mm-hmm. as they in a fit of madness they steal a baby right and then as things deteriorate with their friends and the the thing that the, the stealing of the baby goes wrong and then the friends start to find out things go haywire and now in order to perpetuate their you know to, to to allow their lives to carry on the way that they are they're gonna they're potentially gonna need to kill their friends and we get into that space and he's like you fuck my wife all right so how about this let me throw this out there. Now, I like where you were going, where you were like, you fuck my wife. But what if we went like this? <laughs> I was very aggressive. What if we went... Um, so, as you said, they start off from a place where they're like, I can't have kids. We can't afford artificial insemination because it's really expensive here. So you're just going to, hey, you're just going to go find a buddy and you're going to get knocked up. That's where they start off in like a loving relationship Mm -hmm. where they're like going to go and get somebody. By the way, I think recently I've heard of a a human being who got inseminated, but not artificially. Yeah, my sister. Ah. Yeah, twice. Okay, good. (laughs) Good. That's... Yeah, that's uh, what I remember then. Yeah, okay. my sister, my sister couldn't find a partner. Yeah, she was like, "Do you mind being a dad?" And the guy was like, "All right." And it was a good relationship, right? Yeah. And the guys, and the guy, the guy didn't want to be in a relationship. He was actually, and then it happened twice with two different fathers. She yeah. was like, "I want another baby. I do not have a partner. I mean, you have semen in your balls. Yeah, yeah. Do you such mind a, be, such do a... you mind being a father?" An interesting way of going about it. Yeah, for sure. Because she wanted to be a mother. Yeah. And she couldn't find a partner that okay. she wanted to share her so life with. So that's where we start off with. Be- way before the movie begins, right? They're in that place. Now. Yeah. The man is. You know what? I don't like the idea of you sleeping with another dude and having a baby that's yours and not mine. So, like you said, we go down this descent of madness where... They steal a baby together, and that's their baby. Mm-hmm. But we need some tension in their relationship too. Oh yeah. So they should. She never stops wanting to bang other dudes and yeah. become impregnated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't say fuck my wife. She. <gasps> she says do it now, quick. Right. Yeah. And the other guy catches them. And loses his shit. Right. That's cool. That's where we should go. That's awesome because it's more. It's a, it's a, it's an honest rela- It's an honest reaction. Right. That's where we should go. And it's it's so true. Like you know, we may need to speak to. We may, oh man, speak to people who. Like what happens when one when you when, so you marry this person right? Yeah. You say you and I we're gonna love each other for the rest of our lives. And then you both have this idea that you're gonna have kids. Right. And then boom, one of you cannot have kids. You want to talk to sad one people? One of you. 
No, the thing is, we, we want to talk to people who have gotten over it. Who can talk about the emotional journey they went on. Who are, You know what I mean? Mm. Not people who are like going through the, the emotional journey. We need people who are like done with that. Right. So they can tell their story. Yeah. And what happened to the marriage? Because it, let's say, for instance, there's a, there's a, the guy has good semen, but the girl is sterile. Mm-hmm. And now they have to decide, like, are you okay with not being a dad? Or are you okay with being a dad? Or can we artificially inseminate somebody else? Or are you okay being a dad to an adopted child? You know? Because right, all cause... of a sudden your plans change. Your the, And I would argue that the the decision to have children is one of the earliest decisions you make in your entire life. People are like, five years old and they're hanging out with their dad and they look up at their dad and they say, one day I'm going to be a dad. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the earliest decisions that they make. And to have that turned upside down, like what you thought since you were old enough to think is now going to be something different. The, alter- the alternative is the same. You look at your dad or lack of, or lack of parents or family situation. You're like, I am never having children because well, fuck this shit. Yeah. Right. I'm never going to put a child through this. Yeah. Or you look at a monetary situation or a global situation or whatever. You know, coincidentally, I had a discussion with my kid today. Um, we were in a situation where there was a screaming youngin right next to us while we were the, eating. Like a really, really young baby? Like yeah, like a two. baby. Yeah. Uh, probably, I want to say one, maybe one and a half and just losing their mind. tantrum. And I just looked over at my boy and I said, I just want you to remember anytime you're sassing me or, you know, generally irritated with me, just remember that at one point, cause you could see he was visibly cringing. Like he couldn't stand yeah. continuing to sit where we were for another moment. And I said, at one point, you were a screaming infant, and I allowed you to live. <laughs> I didn't crush your head under my right? foot. And he was like, huh, yeah. that is a good point. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I just said, I said, at some point, I said, the only thing I ask is someday, if you're a dad... You make sure that you let your kids live too. Because <laughs> you want to punch them right oh in the Oh my gut. god. Stop <laughs> screaming. Stop crying. It's. I think it, it might be different for mom, but I don't think so. I, I don't know. I remember there's lots of there's lots of motherliness that we're, where they're also like, shut up. Yeah, you can love and fucking despise in the same instant. For sure. You can. You love your kids. Come on. You, but, uh, yeah, you do. Of course you do. But you you definitely, it's a good thing, you know. Yep. Don't leave you in a No, I like it. So, how do we feel about baby. adding that piece of tension? No, I love it. I love it. So, <clears throat> so the general flow at, at the moment is looking like this. Couple arrives. Couple reveals they stole the baby. Things go haywire. And they get to the point where the couple is now going to... Where the couple, there's a murder... Mm-hmm. They kill somebody. Things descend into descend into madness, and like, yeah, I feel like we need. It depends because if it, if we were looking at like a sixty, like a seventy minute movie, mm-hmm. we'd be good. 
Mm-hmm. This movie is going to lean heavily on character. Yeah. And who these people are. We're going to need to like dive into dialogue. But they're going to have to... It's not only going to have to be legit dialogue. It's going to have to be very... Molded. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Very specific to what we're trying to say with regards to... To children, family. Family. The, yeah. These are the themes that we're going to be dealing with. Yeah. So I feel like we want a talking movie. Do we want to... I, I, I'll throw another idea out there your way uh, as a tension and story builder. Yeah. And you can make a decision. Third family. Third couple. That, third couple. that gets out on time it's part of the dinner party but never gets into the madness gets into the discussion but never becomes part of the problem yeah like before the gates get they get out before the gates get correct so i'm just throwing that out there as option number one because it allows us to have more discussion about things at a dinner table or Mm -hmm. blah 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 before shit starts to really go down we gotta loop them back though okay i I feel like if we have a third couple Mm -hmm. So think about think about there are in um, uh, the anyways, invitation. Yeah, there is. They, they don't get away. So, anyways, that's fine. So we could we could think about that a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> Another thing is, we've got the the um, the couple who can't have kids, the good couple. Yeah. We've kind of talked about the fact that the wife can't have kids, the dad can, and that's why the this whole thing happens. What if it kind of comes out that, what if we throw a wrench in there and somebody slips up with their wording about the fact that they don't really want kids for a particular reason? So like the wife really wants kids but can't have them, Mm -hmm. right? What if we get to the point where the truth kind of comes out and the guy doesn't really want kids because of a shitty upbringing or something? Love it. And she... even there's some animosity between the good couple because they've been trying so hard and she really wants kids and he said he did, but blah, blah, blah. But the truth is. The truth is that he yeah, doesn't. Yeah, and those kind, of, those kind of story inversions. Right. Amazing. And so, so we build through that. Reversals. But then by the end, he has, he's solidified. He's with her again. They're going to adopt her. They're going to whatever. Whatever they do, they're going to do it together. Right. This is where we end. Right. We end with whatever we're going to do we're together. Right. And they move forward like that. Right. If they take the baby or if they give the baby back and have their own what, baby or yeah, whatever they're going to do. Whatever they're going to do, it is a together. So they come into the story. So I'm going to give you I'm going to give you a couple options that you can take away. Being apart and separated, you know, they division and then they leave being together. A happy ending. Happy ending thriller. Yeah, the bad guys die. Good the bad guys, guys die. Good guys Come leave, on. walk off into the night. Yeah, yeah. With the burning house behind them. Fucking a. What a um. I like that. That's a couple new pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot, a lot of honestly. It's gonna take a while. It could be another. One, maybe two episodes before your script is finished. So. The script, yeah, yeah, the couple. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, but but the point is is this could take <laughs> right, yeah. But it could take a while. But the thing is is 
this is the point of this segment of the show and the show in general is yeah. we are spending time breaking things down, yeah. brainstorming. How do we add? How do we build? How do we, Because you know, one day we're going right. to make this movie. Right. And that'll be that. Yeah. You know? For sure. So Bad Wife instigates Bad Husband. Oh, instigates sex. No. The thing is that these are these are these these are starting to become finer details. Finer details, yeah. For the for the story elements and the character elements as to what's gonna happen, where they're gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um do we have enough of the broad strokes, the big story? I feel like we're missing one big thing that happens in the movie. We've got, we've got, essentially, we've got the murder that happens at one stage. So we have the, we have, I'd say the break into two is the murder. The break into the second act is the murder. Really? It's right at the beginning, I think. Yeah, the murder happens before they would find out that they've stolen the baby. I think so. For I think sure, it, obviously. It, it makes things like spiral. Right, because the first thing is, it, like you mentioned, the, uh, the bad couple um, is almost making it look like they've got a restraining order. There's a guy that they got to get out of town. They got to blah, blah, blah. And then the guy shows up, right? So it's only after he's dead. That they find out really that they took the baby. And yeah, and that's that's when things really start getting hectic. Now, I mean, that could be the break into that could be the break into the second act, or I mean, yeah, that's the inciting incident. The break into two is we've stolen the baby, and like they've locked the house down. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, okay. Th- th- those two events are p- potentially interchangeable, but yes, they are the inciting incident. Yeah, you can't you can't find it's out the point of no return. Yeah, that's the death. That's the murder. That's the murder for sure. Okay, um, the the break into Act Two, that is the that is the we have actually kidnapped our baby and our baby is not ours and those are the real parents that are coming out. And you can't leave the house. And you are not going anywhere. But we, got, we have but we have to it's not you're going anywhere because we're gonna kill you. It's we have to sort this out. Mm-hmm. Right? We have to tell you, we have to explain we what's have going on. We have to explain on. to you what's going on before you can leave. Right. Okay. So then we go all the way through act two. Now the midpoint is the big fucking thing. The big fucking turning point is when we realise they're fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. and that is the point in which I think at that stage so I would almost say the wife tries to seduce the, the, the yeah the because wife the thing tries is, is where we're at husband. with the all is lost at the end of act 2 or mm-hmm. at some point in, in, in act 2 with all is lost is all is lost is the moment where the good wife and the good husband are now their relationship has almost dissolved because yeah. of the lies, the the you know the um, the trusts that have been broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, not only is all this other shit going on, all this other craziness, they're locked in, they're arguing, they're in the house with crazy people. 
Do you know what? But now they're not even a team anymore. Yeah. Do you know what? Mm. This movie's actually moving more away from thriller. I mean, it's still thriller, but let's let's let me put it this way: it's moving more away from slasher. Yes. More towards drama. Thriller drama. Thriller drama. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. But the thing is that, like, what what we're talking about here is they don't need to be fucking axe murderers. The bad couple don't need to be axe murderers. You know what I mean? They can be more regular. Like, what the, the things that we're talking about happening are more like seduction, mm-hmm. you know? And somebody getting, pinning each other, pinning someone else into another room and trying to, you know, get them to make a thing happen. Now, when I think about that, a third couple would be amazing. Throughout? Throughout? Yeah. Because how is one couple going to get another, how is one person going to get another person away in a, in a foursome? With four right. people. Right. Right. You kind of need six people in order to make it feasible. Mm-hmm. So that they don't notice that the couple's gone and then someone goes, oh, where did right. John and Sue go? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's becoming more like sinister, creep, creepy Not sinister. sinister the movie. Not sinister the movie. movie. Was amazing. Yeah. Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Not sinister the movie. The the film itself is becoming more sinister and less like less of like a run and chase. You've got a knife. I'm running away from you, and you're a crazy maniac kind of movie. I was kind of hoping we were going to get into that close to the end. We could. We, we could, are like people burn a house down. With people yeah, in. and people could descend into madness for sure. The thing is, at the midpoint when the wife is seducing the when the 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 bad wife is seducing the good husband. How do they do that in private? I have a question. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah. What do you think about killing the, the third couple then? Like, if we were have, to have a couple throughout, a third couple. Because, do you... Oh, did snap. You, did you watch... Uh, Ninja Stay, Blade. Stay Quiet, whatever. What was the name of that movie? Uh, be, get Out? No. Oh, be quiet? No. The one about the blind man? Who, yes. Who listens to people breathing? Yes. Don't breathe. <laughs> Don't breathe. No, I, mean, I didn't watch it. Watch it no. Okay. Here's Kills the thing. everyone? We need to watch some movies. Yeah. Don't breathe is one. The other one is... Oh, Don't Breathe is actually the one I wanted to show you. We don't have to watch Get Out again, although I would. I would watch it again. Me too. All right, fine. Fine. We're putting Get Out on there. Because it, it kind of is... Not quite, but it's the same. It's not quite, but we should watch Don't Breathe because I almost wonder if if during the descent into madness and all the craziness that happens, they do end up killing the third couple. But then the the what should happen is like the wife, the good wife. So couple one, two, three. Couple one is the bad couple. Couple three is the good couple couple two is the neutral who cares couple the dead couple the dead couple the couple three the wife should be considered dead for a minute in the movie we should think that Mm -hmm. the wife gets Mm -hmm. killed Mm -hmm. and only the husband is left 
and they are going to have sex with him or whatever, or whatever the fuck happens. But the wife comes back and like stabs her all the end when you didn't expect it. Yeah, run to the JJ. Sure. With something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, because we're dealing with fertility and that kind of thing, we may have to have a couple of like gentle Stab, shots. Like the, stabs are right in the stomach. Yeah, that kind of thing, mm. right? Right in the guts, uh, right in the right in the ovaries. I'm not super I mean? comfortable with that, but the thing is, though, that's our theme, right? Those yeah. are our themes. But we don't want to kill the main couple, or we we can stab no, no, them. No. But we want them to have them standing as the house burns down. I understand. My point only was, have the audience think she's dead. That's fucking cool. Have the audience believe that couple two is dead, and they are, and the girl Wife. from couple three is dead. And the only person that's left is, pers- is, is sperm boy. Right. But then, she saves the day. Because it's always the guy that saves the day. Right? Yeah. Always Invert. the guy. Invert. Invert it. Yeah, woman, woman comes in with the fucking. Do you know what she should use is a mace. Like a, a mace, like those old school mace, like on a suit of armor. Like a ball with spikes on it. Yeah. No. Come on. A meat tenderizer. I think a mace is cooler. A ma- You're not gonna have a mace in a house with a baby. Like Would these people are not? monsters, but they're not monsters. <laughs> A mace is so cool. Can I tell you? I know we keep... I know I like to divert. Um, I A good pair of my friends, Damien and Jen... Own maces. They had a mace. No jokes. It like was a legit old, one? It looked like one. It was kind of on a board, though, but you could take it off and you could play with it. It kind of swung around on a chain. But when they had babies, they put it away. Yeah. Because that's what responsible adults do. When you have a mace in the house with a baby, you put it away. Yeah. Although, is it in the basement in the man cave? Uh, they that didn't the have the man cave at the time. I don't no, know but what in the movie. Oh, Is I it in a basement in the man cave where the baby doesn't go and these people are slightly crazy, by the way. They stole a baby. We're not going to kill the baby or harm the baby in any way, right? No fucking ways. Okay. The baby lives. And the baby is never in danger? Or could the baby be in danger? We, the thing is that we want we want to use the baby as little as possible. We want the baby in the opening of the movie. We want the idea of the baby in there. Is the is the good dad ever running across a you know terrace of a burning staircase with the baby in his arms or whatever? Maybe, but it's not a real baby. So sure. Are you talking about real baby acting? No, so, no. You're talking about like holding a fake. Yeah, uh, yeah holding yeah. a fake doll. We're not gonna go. I'm sure that some people go realish with babies, but you know we're what? not going to do that. Let's leave that one up in the air, because if if, a, if if something happens over the top of the baby's crib with a shot of the baby sleeping, it might be really tense. Like, might be really like the creepy. mom seducing the dude in right the baby's in room? Baby. Gross. Tense. I don't know if I can handle that. Yeah, it's pretty tense. It's pretty weird where we're going, actually. Yeah. Like, it's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a creepy movie. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. But when you have a creepy movie, do you introduce baby into it? It gets creepier. Yeah, it does. It's gross. Okay. Okay, so I'd leave that up in the air what whether was or the... not we're going to have a, we're going to have a oh, baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, so the uh, good couple. At odds. Sorry, I was making notes. 
So do we want to have... Yeah, so the third couple is coming in? Yep. Yeah. They're in. Okay. Sorry, bad error. So what I wrote was... Whoops. I, the notes that I made for you were the bad wife instigates the sex with the guy. The bad husband finds out and hates it and obviously that causes a big kerfuffle at one point we're adding the third couple the good couple is at odds because of a reveal where the man doesn't really want kids i put the murder is the inciting incident the midpoint is the seduction the all is lost moment is the loss of trust the and the breakdown well, of the let's marriage. just call it the death of the wife in inverted commas all is lost yeah because that'll be the when the guy thinks that the wife is dead and he, he's like... So just the loss the loss of trust and the breakdown of their marriage happens before that then? It, it, yes, yes. And that that is a continuous action through the movie is the slow degradation of their marriage and relationship like from the beginning. Uh, perceived death. Okay. Um, if their marriage is broken down... Is the all is lost moment the perceived death of the good wife? Yeah. Okay. All is lost moment is often a death. Okay. It's often categorized by somebody dies. I mean, she's a made character. And, she and he's fake dies. He's in handcuffs and he's never getting out. And they're going to torture him and kill him too. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna he's gonna put semen in, in the wife. Sure. And uh, die. Mm-hmm. And everything is bad. And then the wife comes back to life. With a mace. With a mace. So stupid. What are All you right. talking about? In Get Out, he stabs the guy with elk antlers. Elk antlers are amazing. Oh, come on, man. It's like the same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it's know. as gonna... random as a fucking mace off the side of the wall. Yeah. Or like a... Or like a... It's just something old. I was just thinking something old would be a cool... Like... Keep thinking. Fuck you. <laughs> How about a, a like a like a soother, like a seuss. a TV, an old TV. Today. I will say, in, if you remember Ethel's Diner, I did want to beat a guy to death with a uh, cash machine, cash register. That's right. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Keep thinking. A mace. <laughs> Fuck a mace is so cool. Okay. Anyway, okay. That's a good. That's a good. I like good it. We moved. To... We moved the story along. We moved the needle. We came up with the name, the couple. Yeah. Um. Or maybe now, maybe now it should be called three couples. It's hard to say. No, but anyways, the, the couple. couple. No, no, okay, no, because cool. it centers around. And and the thing is that the Who's idea. Who's the of couple? Was... Who knows? Exactly. Which right. one is the couple? No idea. And uh, do you know what's interesting about the third couple mm. is that they could represent the other. The other side of the coin. They don't have kids, nor do they even want kids. Yeah. One couple has kids and just wants kids. The other couple doesn't have kids but really wants them. This other couple is like party hardy marty and they don't give a shit about kids at all, but they're all friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is an interesting uh, dynamic. Mm-hmm. Because it's real. It's it, it comes about, man. And you know what? Three couples, when the guy dies, 
is it it'll adds. make for some tense scenes. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be better. When somebody jabs a knife into another guy's head, yeah. you know, that's going to be a something. Yeah. There's going to be some shit going down. And maybe maybe the good couple is like, got to call the police. And it's couple number two that's like, no, man. Boom. Right? That's a bit It's of not a, even the bad couple yeah. that's really doing the bad thing. Anyways. Because they, maybe they have, maybe they... They've done something wrong, or they're like, yeah. Maybe. Why would they not call the police? I don't know. Yeah, it's a good thought though. I like that. He's, I like. He doesn't like cops. Were. Not a good enough reason. Okay. Fair enough. To like be an accessory to murder. I mean, it's a pretty good reason. Because you don't like police officers. Yeah. You're like cool. I don't like police officers. I'll go to jail. No. When you don't tell the police that you've murdered someone, it's not because how, you want to go to jail. How do you hide a murder? I mean, we're going to get into that in another show. Not this show. Not this motherfucker right here. Get Shonda Rhimes. She knows how to get away with murder. Who is that? The Hollywood powerhouse television writer slash director producer that created How to Get Away with Murder. And oh, and yeah, 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 okay. My wife loves her. Yeah. I listened to her TED Talk. Very cool. I didn't know she had a TED Talk. I'll listen yes, to it. I fucking love it. I will, right. I will just say that I listened to a TED Talk about a woman telling a story about a Somalian, Somalian refugee. Yes. Tell me. And um, it was just about this woman coming over in a boat. And it was their story. So, like, they... Some people came over to pick them up in a boat, and shit went down. And some guys sank the boat. So, uh, yeah, I think some some guys who were part of the journey was like, get from go from this boat to this boat, and then you can go from this boat to this boat. And they refused to get from one boat to the other boat. And then the uh, the guys sank the boat and said, you can be fish food. Okay. And these people floated in the Mediterranean Sea for days. And she, and like, people would, people slowly drowned. Oh my God. And this story on Ted that this woman was telling brought me to tears about what this woman had to go through, this ordeal that she had to go through as, um, as people around her were slowly drowning. Because it's just like, they just give up, right? They're like, I can't anymore. And then they just, they they would swim off a little distance and then they would sink under the waves and just be gone. And people would come and hand her their children. Mm -hmm. Please look after my children. Because she had a, she had a a boy. So like a, a ring. She had a, you know, that you could sit, that you could, or a Oh, okay. She had a thing that she could like. A boy. Lay, not a boy. Not a boy. It's called a... Raft. No, no, no. It's just a ring. Okay. Oh, a life preserver. Yeah. It's just a life preserver. She she was on top of one of those. Her husband hit the road, man. He died. He sank to the bottom of the waves. I think uh, she was the only one to... They found her holding two babies in her arms. Two small children in her arms. And one of the small children died. Oh my God. Bro, you should listen to the TED Talk. This woman talks about it. It's so... Depressing? Y- fuck, man. It is like, you can't... You, you couldn't even... 
imagine the pain of like slowly dying and everyone around you sinking under the waves. It's fucking crazy. I am unsure if I want to feel that pain. <laughs> yeah, but I the, hear what you're saying. The thing is, it's it. I think it's good so that you understand the lengths that, people are going through that to, our to get away. Journey does not matter. No, and you know what? If we could one day tell tell a Somebody story sorry. like that, I mean, it's real, right? And for me, the, for me, those best those stories are documentaries. Mm-hmm. You just. Just tell the truth of what happened, and that'll do the job, right? You don't need to make a fictional film about that. You could just, like, tell that actual story because it's so incredible that a documentary does the job. Right. Don't need to fictionalize it. Right. Just have the person talk about their experience and let your imagination do the rest. Yeah. And I feel like it's more powerful. Rending on a very serious note. Yeah, it was. It it really it that TED talk was yeah. just a story. She just stood. She just told the story of this woman, and it shook me mm. like a lot. Like I was like, it shook me to my core. You know what oh. I mean? What this person had gone through because I didn't really give a shit about the. I didn't really give a shit about the refugees. I'm like, I'm like, there are refugees, and we should help. But meh, you know, mm-hmm. let me take out my garbage today. Let me wash my show today. Mm-hmm. Let me do whatever I'm going to do. But after hearing the story, you're like, it's pretty, it's pretty grim out there for those people who are coming across the Mediterranean to get to Europe. Yeah. Whoa. Like we hear, we hear about the numbers of people dying, but the process of one person watching people slowly sink. Like you have the Titanic scene with fucking Jack sinking under the waves. And that's everybody. <laughs> well oh fucking time. You're on your fucking dick. You have to understand how embarrassed that makes me feel. When I just yawn. <laughs> You're like, oh, people are dying. And I'm like, yeah. <sighs> yeah, look, there's... I don't, I don't really know... That wasn't on purpose. Yeah, I don't really know what... Um, it's just it's just a compelling story, and, and let me let me put the put the TED talk in the show notes. Please. You know what? I w- I will. I, I just will because whenever whenever my wife complains about something or anybody complains like, about anything, I want you to watch this TED talk where her entire family died. If you could possibly fuck off about the moth, that would be amazing. Bring it around. Yes, but thank you. It's no, that's it's, not, that's, that's it's the, absolutely true. You need to you perspective, need to, man. You need to catch when that's the end of the show. Yeah, no, I'm just joking. But it's perspective. Yeah, it is. and that's exactly what the story does. It's like just don't fret. Remember where you are, man. Life's you know for most of us, life's not. If there bad. are people out there listening to our independent film podcast, both. The short one, which may be close to two hours now. One hour 34. Thank you. It's kind of short. Oh, it could be our shortest one ever. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. We're going we're gonna to end it before two wrap hours. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. Um, I'm just saying I want to just apologize because Adrian's really bringing everyone down and making people <laughs> upset. 
especially me, but uh, <laughs> especially all of you. And uh, you know what? We're not going to be a giant downer uh, every single time. And here's uh, the thing. The people that are uh, all of the famous folks that are in Hollywood and at right now listening to our show and all of our fans, uh, independent you know, film community, people that just like a laugh, um, people that want to hear just the general struggle, really, of two fairly well-off white dudes trying to make some money, you know, <laughs> making movies. Uh, making movies. Um, they don't want to hear any sadness. You know what I mean? Like they, So you're so saying don't ever tell that story again? Never again. I'm going to put it in the show notes, but, you know, keep keep it on the positive, you know? Yeah. I'm just saying. It's just a, it's it's like a story of... No, like, no, every podcast, what we should do is we should tell a really sad story. A no, story not, a so, not a sad story, <laughs> but it is... Like a story of hope, really. Where... No, but when it comes, you gotta, you know... Yeah, no, I, I'm just joking. Uh, my wife did send a text about the moth. Where she was like, if you don't kill this moth, it is over between us. Fine. The thing flew downstairs. The children are safe. I was able to finish the laundry. For now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so amazing. <laughs> Alright. Alright, that's the end of this show. We've uh, we've really ran the gambit uh, on this one. And um, you know what? Even though we didn't we didn't do our audio show again. Um, it was, uh, it was a good show. We, we moved forward with Son of a Pitch and I think, I think we have a cool strategy with the short film stuff where we get to hunt down some social media influencers and, um, and, and, and get them in. And, you know, fuck, we may, we may not do, uh, uh Alfred Pennyworth, the, the Rambo, uh, Batman Butler. Uh, that's fine. But, um, but yeah, we'll, we're going to, we're going to do some short films, a couple yeah. little short things. And just have some fun with it while we continue to put together our features because the idea is constant content generation. And, uh, you know, we hope that you guys are enjoying this show every couple weeks and then um, and then are going to keep watching our filmmaker flashcards that are going to come out on YouTube. That's and, uh, you know, continue to follow all around YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, at uh, The Fable Forest. Um, if you haven't had a chance yet, um, we did uh, um, direct produce, write, two feature-length films. Um, so make sure you hop onto thefableforest.com and check those out. And uh, start sending us messages. If you guys want to hear, um, talk about things, or, or have us talk about different aspects of, of what we're up to, or you want us to get into a particular topic, make sure you uh, get in touch with us on socials and start asking us questions, and we will do our best to uh, um, include all that kind of stuff. We definitely need to put the share this at the top of the show oh do we not have that no oh on the website no just at the, the beginning of the show we need to say hey guys if you like this share it because let me tell you there's no one here right now no one makes it to the end no one makes you? it to the end no one makes so it when end. we say to people hey share blah, our blah, show blah, blah, blah. we should do it right at the beginning right okay we're gonna make a new segment that goes at the beginning of our shows but we're gonna do that next time because i'm I don't know what it is, but I'm sweating my balls off in this in this room. It's I did have the window open the whole time, and it's it's uh, I'm still dying of heat. Hundred percent. So listen, guys, thank you very much for listening. And uh, this is Agent Constant, Jason Green, and Dream Big. Thanks for listening to the Fable Forest Films podcast. First frames first. Yes, first frames first. Thank you, Jason. Welcome. 
If you enjoyed, head over to our website, www.thefableforest.com. Check out our films and sign up for our newsletter where we will send you exclusive content. Hit us up on our socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, always at The Fable Forest. And share our show with your friends. It'll really help us out a lot. Dream big. Work hard.